0: Good afternoon, dear listeners. You are tuned in to CJSR FM 88.5, and this is Moving Radio. I'm your host, Christian Zip, and join me, please, won't you, for the next one-half hour as we take a look at local, Canadian, and independent cinema. Well, off the top of the show, we're going to have part one of our interview with Ray Guarneri, and he is the director of Harvard on Hudson. We talk about this brand new film that's so fresh, actually. He was just finishing up as we were talking about it and his past film as well, and, uh, and discuss the journey that he's going to be taking as he tries to hit the festival circuit with this brand new film. On top of that, we also talk with our good friend Kevin Martin from the Lobby DVD store, and that's right, he is going to be discussing the upcoming Dead Fest screaming, screening. There won't be much screaming in this one. It's not very horrific. The Knights of Badastom. That's right. For all you LARPers out there or people who love to see LARPers, just, you know, watch them voyeuristically. Uh, you can watch them on the, on the film screen, right? Peter Dinklage is in the film and uh, Joe Lynch has had a many, many year long journey with this film that maybe ended before it even came out more on that later in my conversation with Kevin Martin and as well we give you a heads up on an event that's gonna be happening this evening at FAVA and it's gonna be a series of experimental 16 millimeter films as well as some bands playing experimental music and it's all for F R that's right at FAVA stay tuned for more details on that event kicking off at 8 p.m. tonight so it's all that and a little bit more on this week's edition of Moving Radio. With me, your host, Christian Zip.
1: I don't know where to begin. Saying I'm sorry isn't enough, and I know that. I have so much to make up for. So much to explain. Who are you?
2: I'm Ian. You mean Ian needed time to think things over. Maxine is a legitimate
0: Uh Joining me on the phone today is a guest who, you know what? Uh, he reached out to me. He reached out to me, and I kind of like that. Uh, It's my first Twitter-solicited interview. It's Ray Guarneri, and we're going to be talking to him about a couple of different projects he has on the go, one that's completed called (laughs) Buffalo Boys, and the second that he is literally in the throes of finishing uh, for festival season. It's Harvard on Hudson. Ray, welcome to Moving Radio. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, Ray, first off, maybe let's talk a little bit uh, about the project that you're working on right now since it's uh, kind of foremost in your mind and, and you're really in the middle of it, even though people don't have a chance to see it yet. Uh, it's called Harvard on the Hudson. Maybe tell us a little bit about what people can anticipate uh, plot-wise and what they might see.
3: Yeah, Harvard on Hudson um, is is a very it's a very different departure from, from my first film, Buffalo Boys. Um, It is about a young man who is in New York City and he has to come to terms with this very superficial vision that he has of the world in order for him to really be okay with himself and to be okay with his place in society. For me, the film came from a place, a desire to break away from the conventions of storytelling that I was really feeling a little bit oppressed by at the time. Um, I wanted to do something that was that was different that, that would allow the audience to sort of go through an emotional journey without having to have character or plot conveyed to them through dialogue or through traditional methods. Um, so it's really it's really a visceral experience. Um, I, I hope it's a visceral experience for the audience. We'll see what people will say when they see it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know it's always a, a a difficult thing to describe, especially when we're just simply talking about it in that way. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I know that you kind of refer to it, it, it. Is this the one that you're kind of discussing? Is like you wanted to take more of a kind of a Mike Lee approach to the film, and and maybe talk about you know um, how you had to shift gears as a director visual, visually uh, on a film like Harvard on Hudson.
3: It's funny you mentioned Mike Lee because the character Arath- that that, that the film is centered around his name is Julian, was actually inspired by a character that Paul Castro Jr., the lead actor, um, and my producer as well, came up with in an improvisation session that we were doing for a project that we actually wanted to use the Mike Lee method on. But the film itself was not really created through that process. Just that character was inspired by that. But it's it's interesting that you point that out visually. Um, it, it was it was a challenge, or it was it was a, a different process. In that, Harvard and Hudson was very, very specifically planned out. Every shot had a very detailed pre-vis. Uh We knew exactly how we were going to frame it and light it, down to every single little last detail we we had planned out, um, which I I like, um, and and I, you know you try to do with other films you're a little bit more open to—I mean, it always depends on the project, but a lot of times I like to be a little bit more open to what's happening in the environment and take that thing in. With this, I had a very clear vision of what I wanted it to be because I knew it was going to be different, and it was going to require specificity in order to really convey what I wanted to convey.
0: You uh, you discuss talking and, and working with one of your lead actors, Paul Castro Jr., uh, who also yeah. works with you and Buffalo Boys as well, too? Can you discuss the the importance of maybe a relationship for yourself uh, with someone like Paul uh, and maybe, you know, the level of trust that you have and how that kind of evolves from, you know, your first film with them, Buffalo Boys to Harvard on Hudson?
3: We've become really close. I mean, we've become we've become very good friends, you know, outside of our working relationship, which is great as well. And I think that, To have a collaborator like that, that I know intimately as a person, um, who they are, and and also what they're capable of professionally, is something to really, really be valued. I mean, if you look at the way Martin Scorsese is with his actors, the way he was with Robert De Niro for years, the way he is with Leonardo DiCaprio now, you know, I, I really cherish the idea of having that kind of a relationship with an actor. And it really came about gradually. I mean, I didn't know Paul before we shot Buffalo we hired, You know, we hired him through a casting session um, and got to know him gradually on that project. But, you know, right away, I mean, we hit it off. There's very few people that I meet,
2: you know, on a day-to-day
3: basis who are as hungry or as passionate to really make their dreams come to life in this business, and Paul is one of them, but I feel like is, is as hungry and as passionate as I am, and that's I think where we we get along the most on. But you know, it was really until after Buffalo Boys that we started hanging out, and you know, and and sort of came up with the idea to to do a film like Harvard on Hudson. And and that working relationship, as it's grown, has gotten a lot stronger. And I think that that definitely will show us through in Harvard on Hudson because I was able to communicate with him in a very different way, using a lot of abstract language in my direction. It's almost like we had our own language at that point. I could just say a word or two to him, and it would affect his whole way of being. Uh, There's very little dialogue in Harvard on Hudson, so there's a lot going on in facial expressions and and just in a very simple look, and some of that stuff is really hard to, to convey if you don't know a person that well,
0: so... We're speaking on the phone today with Ray Guinari, and we're discussing his film uh, that he's working on right now. It's called Harvard on Hudson, and uh, also taking a look at another film. It's called Buffalo Boys. Hopefully, you'll be able to see Harvard on Hudson within the next few months uh, as it starts to gain some heat on the festival circuit. Ray, maybe you know you've talked a little bit uh, specifically about the style of Harvard on Hudson and and how you're kind of near completing it now. You know, even at this point, you still have to have some other people who have, have seen the film. What's been the reaction for them? Not necessarily unlike good or bad, but maybe more like what what are they gravitating towards uh, about the film that that you kind of feel like, OK, that's exactly what I was trying to accomplish. What is, how is it affecting people that have seen the cut of the film so far?
3: I get two reactions. Um. And it really depends on the individual who sees it, which is excellent, because that's exactly what I wanted the film to be. I wanted it to be existential in that um, it was loose, I don't want to say loose or vague because those aren't the right words, but it was specific enough in plot and character where anyone could uh, identify with. The emotions that the character is going through, but more based on their own experiences and their own views of the world. Um, so it's been very, it's been very uh, interesting to see people's reactions um, depending on you know on those the person who's watching it. Um, but the two more general reactions are people feeling sympathy for this character, feeling sorry for him and his, his unhappiness, and then others sort of just really not liking him and feeling as though his suffering is justified. I really enjoyed listening to people's reactions so far because it's not exactly the kind of film that I wanted people to walk away and, like, feel, you know, all wonderful about. You know, it's it's, it's really supposed to make you feel something but not necessarily have that, like, satisfying Hollywood ending it's, it's, it's a bit it's, it's open-ended and it's supposed to really challenge the audience to, to look at themselves really and see how they feel about the subject matter that, that's been revealed to them if that makes sense. Last year at Marion Bad was a big um, influence for me which is a film that you know was 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 marketed in that way but it's very ambiguous um, in the in the way that you're supposed to interpret it
2: and, and its meaning.
3: And, and that's
0: kind of why I've been happy with that. So you mentioned the style of the film being uh, very focused in, in it being a visual tale and, and not really dialogue heavy. It sounds like, you know, for yourself, you feel like you're really taking a chance uh, with Harvard on Hudson. Uh, how do you kind of balance that where you feel the need to, to maybe, you know, spread your wings creatively a little bit, understanding that you are taking a commercial roll the dice, when you do a project like this?
3: Yeah, that's uh, that's probably my biggest fear, to be honest. I don't have huge investors on this film. I don't, I, I don't really feel like I, I have a need to please anyone. I'm still very early in my career. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty young. I'm 24. I made my first feature film when I was 21. Um, this is my second film. I, feel, I just felt like the time was right for me to try to take the risk.
0: In a world. Within our
1: world, they've created a world unlike any other world. You bastard. Well,
3: Tis the kingdom of LFS, my naive friend.
1: That looks terrible. My three-year-old nephew could make a better map.
2: He's got learning disabilities.
1: You shanghai me and dress me. Adventuring is exactly what thou needst.
2: Needs is not a word.
1: Where we are it
2: is has been
1: recruited to fight at the epic battle of Evermore. Welcome to the fields of Evermore.
3: You guys do actually look slightly
1: badass. Eric's about to level up to Grand Sorcerer.
0: I'm packing an ounce of killer shrooms.
1: And there'd be monsters in need of pummeling. I'm in. Huzzah! Well, let's talk uh, about what's happening Friday, March 14th at 9 p.m. Uh, this is kind of a monumental day for you. But uh, how we kick off the meeting first is with the Knights Badass yeah, Doll. And that's going to be yeah, interesting. as always, with Dead Festivals. Absolutely. Hear ye, hear ye. We waited five years for this movie to come out, and um, yeah, I'm sure most of you that have heard of Knights Badass. Last for Nights Bad Aston is pretty great. You got Steve Zahn, you got Ryan Quanten from True Blood, as we all know, Jason Stackhouse, and we got Summering Lou from. What's that? Summering wow! wow, 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 Summering Lou. That's for all you Firefly, uh, Sarah Connor, Chronicles fans. And of course, probably, even though he's physically the smallest actor, to this day the biggest name in that movie right now is uh, Peter Dinklage, of course, best known for Game of Thrones. this movie. It is basically a stoner comedy form of a set on the battlefields of a LARPing community that accidentally So now the film is over. After that night, all the money we could raise was actually going to help to build the fake video store set, we start hard at work on like, that same weekend. And what we have to offer is uh, if you've ever seen our shorts, we put them all on a beautiful new TV transfer with commentary and a bunch of special features and sexy purple packaging. And uh, for a $20 nation, you can get that. We're going to have t shirts and a Thank you. Show your love and support of uh, a gig film by attending Nights of Badass uh, at 9 p.m. at the Metro Cinema at 9 o'clock uh, on Friday, March 14th. That would be just part one of how you can express your love uh, for Edmonton Cinema. You can also head down to Philip McNasty's, where it is the Last Video Store fundraiser. Is that the official title? Category? It is. It's funny. The posters that are out actually saved the Last Video Store. <laughs> Which is pretty funny because a lot of people, uh, I'm at the assuming, are you closing, Cap? Is your store going under? Like, I'll be there. I'm like,
0: Tonight, if you're wondering what to do, well, wonder no more, ladies and gentlemen. I've got something for you. Tonight, on Friday, March 7th, and it's only tonight, unfortunately, so if you miss this, I'm very sorry. Uh, there's a great event that's happening down at FAVA, which is uh, the Oratorium. Ortona. Ortona. <laughs> I always get it confused. I would like. I always call it the <laughs> Right. Ortona. Oratorium? <laughs> it could be that, too. Now that we've thoroughly confused everyone. Where is it again?
2: The Ortona Armory.
0: That's right. The Ortona Armory, which is right downtown. Uh, if you know where Telus Field is, you know where mm-hmm. it's at. If you know where Fab is at, then you know where it's at. Uh, but it's a presentation of some 16 millimeter films, uh, also some music as well. And uh, it was something that was started by uh, a good, good friend of the station and one of our finest volunteers mm-hmm. who, unfortunately, we have lost. Uh, but we'll, we'll kind of get into that a little bit more in a sec here. Uh, sitting across from me is... Sam, the Soul Man. Hi, Soul Man, Sam. You can hear him Wednesdays. Sorry, it's just going down. I could see, feel it going down. It's doing that thing.
2: <laughs> Sinking into your chair. That's
0: right, pretty well. You can hear him every Wednesday night uh, here on We Worry About You Wednesdays. But more importantly, let's talk about what's happening tonight, Sam. What's what's going on here? I've been vague about it, so let's get specific.
2: It's a cornucopia of events. I'm not sure if that's even a word, but sure. that's what's going down. There's films, um, two films. Uh, the main feature is going to be uh, Michael Snow's wavelength. Outstanding. Uh, on 16mm. Yeah, on 16mm, of course. Uh, no other way would be appropriate, let's be honest. hmm um and also Lindsay mcintyre local experimental filmmaker
0: yes who's been on this show before and we like her a lot
2: world renowned um she's showing a a short film from herself um from about 2010 i think um it's called Barge dirge and there'll be music as well um zebra pulse is playing pigeon breeders are playing there'll be cornbread um, right. What, you what yourself... more can you ask for?
0: Exactly, exactly. So um, what was the impetus behind this, Sam? Let's talk a little bit about that, because sure. I think that's really important.
2: Um, sure, yeah. Well, it was a project I was originally working on with um, David Finkelman, mm-hmm. who you may or may not know, but he was a CGSR DJ, a member of the local music scene, um, played with Energetic Action, um, and just just a great dude all around. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were working on this project, um, sort of um, projecting experimental films. You don't really get an opportunity to see all that stuff, not only on its original format, but just like period. Um, There's just sort of a wealth of amazing stuff out there. That's just um, a not available even on like DVD. You can get sort of like institutional DVDs <laughs> <laughs> for like a uh, university stuff. You can pay like four hundred dollars for one DVD. Well, that have sounds you... like
0: an excellent deal.
2: Yeah, um, maybe if you're an institution, if you have that money to spend, no, but like not for a regular human being, that's just not possible. No, so accessibility is like a huge issue, mm-hmm. and um, that's also something I probably should have mentioned. The event is free. And what? That's insane. What? Amazing. I Sounds like, like we're that. doing an ad now.
0: It is. <laughs> kind of is. Go see it. It's it's going to be really awesome and there's some great people doing uh really interesting things mm-hmm. and you can't really bitch about it cuz it was free.
2: Yeah, You're yeah. You're
0: going to see something that will tweak your mind and cause synapses to fire, guaranteed.
2: <laughs> if synapses are not firing, um yeah, there's probably something wrong dead. with your brain. You Maybe dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's just summarize real quick again.
2: Uh, it's at where? The Ortona Armory. More specifically, the Ortona Room, which is right. a room within the Armory. But
0: Yeah, you'll find it, trust You'll me. find there's it. Lots it's pretty... of good signage. You'll know exactly where to go. Yeah. And there's good free parking, too.
2: Yeah, excellent yeah. parking.
0: Okay, so now I'm down there. And what am I going to see?
2: Um, you're going to see Lindsay McIntyre's short film, Barge Love Dirge. It. You're going to see Michael Snow's 45-minute uh, uh, masterpiece, of structural film wavelength mm-hmm. you're gonna see Zebra Pulse performing lots of amazing experimental music and the Pigeon Breeders also excellent local musicians performing once again some cool experimental music okay cool and why should I go see this um that's a tough question
0: ah sell me just you know, tell me the truth. Cut. <laughs> because it's going to be amazing. Yeah, because obviously. Like I just told you artist. all the reasons why you should see it. Yeah, it's because you're supporting. I just like to summarize sometimes yeah. for
2: people. Because it's free and you have nothing better to do on I'm a just Friday. Just
0: my teacher skills. That's all. I'm <laughs> summing up before we end this.
2: Oh, also, you should probably. I should probably mention it's at 8 p.m.
0: Yes, that's a good thing. So 8 p.m. Right, get down there, and if you're a little bit late, that's okay too. Music
2: before the films. Music at eight. Exactly. Films at ten.
0: Just come and drop in anytime you feel like it and uh, experience it. Probably get
2: there early if you want to get a piece of the cornbread, because it yeah, might go quickly.
0: I'll tell you right now, it's going to go fast. I've had it before, and it is good. Yeah. So get there early if you like cornbread. <laughs> all right, Sam, thanks for your time. Best of luck tonight, uh, Dana Faba and, uh, you know, best of luck to everybody that's performing tonight, too. For sure. And, uh, yeah, as we all remember our good friend. All right, that about wraps it up for this week's edition of Moving Radio. Thanks for joining me once again. Uh, Also, thanks to our guest, Ray Guarneri, and we're also going to speak with him again next week, so make sure you stay tuned uh, for in two weeks' time we talk again with Ray with part two of our conversation. Thanks to Kevin at DeadFest, and make sure you go out and support them and the Last Video Store as they try to gather some funds before they start filming this summer. That's right, it all goes down a week from today. That's Friday. March 14th and make sure you try to make your way down to Fava as they have 16 millimeter experimental films as well as bands and it all kicks off tonight at 8 p.m. and it's free for all so make sure you head down there and uh, check out everything all the different scenes that the city has to offer. Remember, if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter, at Moving Radio, as well as Instagram. It's at Moving Radio as well. And uh, you can catch old episodes of this program on iTunes or SoundCloud. All you got to do is type in the keywords, Moving Radio. Maybe that's how you're listening to it right now. I don't know. Could be either way. But coming up next is the finest in feminist radio. It's Adamant Eve.